You are listening to Speedway Media Interviews. So welcome to episode one of Speedway Media Interviews. I'm your host, Joseph Shelton. Uh, so some of y'all are probably listening to this wondering, well, didn't Speedway Media have, an, have a podcast last year? And yeah, so yeah, we did. However, early on, we kind of realized that the direction that we were going with the podcast wasn't exactly what you guys were interested in. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, too. Uh, there's a heavy NASCAR or IndyCar market or any kind of motorsports market out there where you just get a whole bunch of guys from a whole bunch of websites who analyze and talk about this, that, and the other thing in regards to uh, in regards to racing, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that model. There's nothing wrong with that market, but... Uh, I'm sure some of y'all listening to this have probably got, you know, three or four podcasts where they do just that thing. And so we figured to try to do a different uh, a different format with the Speedway Media Podcast and just make it more about the guys that we actually tune in to listen to or listen about. Uh, the drivers or the crew members or stuff along those lines. And so we figured we'd go ahead and try to do a and just a strictly interview-based podcast, which... I'm hoping you'll enjoy. We've got a couple of uh, good guests to start out the uh, first couple episodes. I can't really say who our next guest is, but I can tell you in this episode, we're going to be listening to uh, Corey Roper, driver of the 04 Roper Racing uh, Ford F-150 in the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, Corey had, uh, I mean, we, I mean, we watched excitedly, I should say, as uh, Corey barely, or he came within inches of possibly getting his uh, first win at Daytona. However, as we all know, the nature of racing and the nature of Daytona, sometimes you gotta, gotta, gotta lose a couple before you can win a couple. And fortunately, with uh, Corey and what he's doing over there at Roper Racing, a uh, win, a win, in, a win does seem to be in the books for that team. They are continually growing and expanding and becoming more. They're, they're digging. They're they're digging into the uh, Camping World Truck Series. They're really rooting themselves in there. And they're building themselves into possibly becoming another big uh, powerhouse team. Uh, aside from all that, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We uh, talk about, you know, being a couple of Texans. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to get Corey on the show is because we're both from Vernon, Texas. Uh, another reason that I wanted to get him on the show is because of the fact that he took his, uh, I mean, he took his, uh, single car team and became the darling of Daytona, which, you know, that's always, a, that's always a sight to see, but, uh, enough about me, enough from me. I'm sure y'all want to listen to Corey tell his story. So, uh, here you go. Hey Corey, how's it going, man? Doing good, bud. How are you? I'm doing all right. We're just getting out of this whole, uh, zero electricity thing. They've been putting Vernon through right now. Oh, that's insane! Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy around here too. We we've gotten so dang busy from all these rolling outages and plants that we're working on and spread out. Has it has it affected anything going on at the race shop already? Uh, we lost power right before we had to head back to Daytona, but um, but no, we've been we've been pretty good. Never did really lose water except for a few hours, but um, we had the truck. Back for the road course before it actually hit the shop, so we were we were blessed to have that, you know. There you go, there you go. That's always good to hear, man. Yeah. Okay, so uh, 
talking about your 2021 season right now. The two races in, you had a, a heck of a showing at the uh, season opener. Uh, the road course was all together. Uh, I know it's ready early. It's early in the season, but you're about to be headed back to another mile and a half at uh, Las Vegas, and y'all have had uh, some strong. So, how do you think your 2021 season is going so far? Well, it, you know, Daytona, the third place finish there was fantastic. I mean, what a way to get going! What a way to to uh, showcase what what my small little team can do. You know, we're we're still. Uh, very small and and working on these things at night, my brothers and friends and family and, and, um, you know, so, so to be able to go to Daytona and and accomplish what we did and and have a game plan and execute that game plan and, and had a lot of luck on our side too. We had a lot of wrecks happening around us and we were fortunate enough to miss most of them. And, and, uh, you know, you got to have that on your side too. So that was fantastic. The road course, you know, being my second road course that I ever ran, that was, but I, you know, I was really excited about going back because we really found a lot of speed the first time we went there and, and just had had a mishap there about seven to go and end up wrecking the truck. But I, I think we were up as far as seventh or eighth, you know, on that first road course whenever we did have that wreck. Um, the rain tires were, were definitely not <laughs> my cup of tea, if you know what I mean. It, it was a handful and, and, uh, but, you know, we were, we were trying to survive and just stay on the asphalt until we were, you know, knew the track was going to dry out eventually and we was going to strap some slicks on it and off we went. And I mean, I think we went from 32nd all the way back up to to 13th. And then on that last green white checker, we had a mat float in the fuel cell or, or something happened to it that they just started you know, dieseling basically on me. So we really haven't gotten to the bottom of that, but I think we would have had a, a good, you know, if we'd have made it through turn one and we'd have had a good, you know, maybe 11, 12th place finish there at the road course. So I think we were going to gonna survive and, and come out with a decent finish and then a mechanical issue just, you know, put us out. But that's racing, right? You got good days and bad days. But uh, Vegas, we're extremely excited about. Built a brand new truck for Vegas. Same thing with the with the Daytona truck. It was brand new. It's one we you know put the front clip on here at the shop ourselves or our own bodies or you know we're doing everything in house here. So so uh, really excited about this truck. It's brand new. It's it's going to be um, you know it's got everything we know to do to it to to make it fast and. And every time we've gone to Vegas, we've been extremely conservative. You know, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how to get around some of these mile and a half. And I've, I've, I've got a lot more confidence and, and, and we've, you know, kind of moved to the next step on setup wise that, that we need to do to gain some, some straightaway speed and, and, um, you know, sacrifice on some handling a little bit, but we're excited about it and looking forward to it. And think we're going to have a good show in there. And I, and I love that track. I mean, Vegas is just bad fast and, and uh, yeah, pretty excited about getting there. Wasn't Vegas actually the place where you had your uh, career best uh, qualifying effort? Yeah, we on? did. Yeah. We, uh, that was our first, first year there. Um, yeah. We, uh, I'm not sure exactly where we did. We qualify. I think we were third in the first round. This is when we were doing rounds. And I think we ended up seventh in the second round, but yeah, we, we've always had a little bit of speed there. And last year we had great speed. I mean, I, I mean, you know, we didn't get to run the, the second 
go around at Vegas, but during the the spring there last year, we we were actually pretty quick, and and I think we was running twelfth or something like that, and then had a had an alternator. That's when we first got there. It was a brand new engine. Uh, went out, made practice lap one, and blew the motor up. So, uh, so we had to you know lease an engine from Ilmore there, and then and then we had some mechanical issue. The the alternator on that leased engine didn't work, and we had to come in and switch batteries about, I don't know, I think we had 14 or 15 laps to go on the race and the truck just completely, the batteries, you know, went down, but we had speed there every time we go. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. it, it it's just one of those tracks that, that I like. It's fast. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of getting wore out. So you move up. I mean, you're, you're Superman for 10, 15 laps there, and then you got to start kind of working the top line. So, uh, to find the speed and keep the momentum up in the truck. So, Really looking forward to going back there. It's, it's one of my favorite places. Okay, so uh, on the inverse, uh, one of the things that's actually got me really excited for your team is the fact that um, we're including Daytona and all throughout the years, ever since y'all first came onto the scene in, what was it, 2017 or 2018? Uh, y'all have always shown a great amount of speed wherever y'all go. So, um, and looking at going in 2021, y'all actually have uh, some sponsors in CarQuest and Alliance. Uh, with all that in place, what are y'all's goals for uh, the 2021 season? Joseph mainly is to uh, is to start being more competitive, finishing you know more top 15s, top 10s, um, you know jump into the top five when we can, and and just learn how to race up in that top of the pack and. and try to make every race you know i mean this this has kind of been a uh, well it's been a dream of mine since since i was 13 years old to run at this level and and to be on the nascar scene and it's it's taken a long time to get here and and you know you're you're here and you're with the best and you're with the smartest people that that deal with race cars or are you know from this level and xfinity and the cup size i mean you're dealing with just fantastic race car drivers and fantastic crew chiefs and fantastic equipment and and when we go to the races, you say we always have speed, and, and that's the reason we haven't ran the full season up to now. I mean, that, when we go, we give our chance, we give ourselves every chance to be, to be fast and the best that we can. Does that make sense? We we don't we don't go unless we have that opportunity. And and you know, I've watched I've watched this my whole life, and and thought you know driving <laughs> driving these trucks would be as easy as driving a. a you know, late model or anything else that I've ever drove. And, and that's the case. It, it's, it's a different world than the short track late model racing. So it, it took me some time to, to uh, get my feet underneath me, but you know, we're learning every, every time I go back, seat time is, is king, right? So um, that's what, that's what our goal is this year is to, to take that speed, minimize our mistakes and, um, you know, try to compete in the full season, and and every time we go to the racetrack, give yourself the opportunity to, to, to do well for our sponsors and our partners, and and you know that's what we're here for. So you know the goal is to to build this, to build Roper Race it up to at least a two truck team, and and have a competitive, you know, couple of teams every time we go to the racetrack, be able to run up there with with the GMS guys and the Thor Sport guys, and and the uh, you know, DGRs and the KBMs and, you know, all these, these big teams that, that are well-funded and, and do very well. And that's our goal is to eventually get to that point and, 
be competitive with him every weekend with a couple of different trucks. That that actually that actually uh, brings up something you mentioned, uh, Thor Sport. Uh, whenever when following the Daytona race where Ben Rhodes passed you in those last few hundred feet, uh, in victory lane, he was singing some pretty high praises for uh, Corey Roper and Roper Racing and stuff. How did that? Um, how how did you react whenever you heard him say that? Yeah, that's pretty humbling, right? He's uh, he's a great guy. I mean, I I've spoke with you know you speak with most of the drivers and i mean even even me and creed talked before the before the uh road course race you know and he would i would have pushed him and i mean there's all kinds of things i mean you had you had uh you know the 17 dgr truck up there you know i i there's so much going on and and i probably should have dropped down there and pushed the 17 being a ford and being being kind of a teammate of mine but you know that was it was just kind of that last lap and and you gotta you gotta go f- do what you gotta do right. but um you know that ben's ben's just always been real real good to me you know, when i was really new with these things and trying to get around the track if i ever went up and asked him a question or or you know kind of helped me get around this place because he's just one heck of a race car driver um you know he's always took time to 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 help me and explain to me how to kind of get over some of the things that I was struggling with. So, um, you know, I, I, most of these guys out there are, are great and were, you know, uh, he was, he's just always been one of them that's been good to me. So, uh, yeah, to hear him say that back's been, that was, that was pretty, pretty humbling. And, um, you know, I was glad to see him win the second one. So, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a long, long three years, but, you know, there's a lot of people like that that's helped me through it, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I consider being a friend. Uh, you talk about team expansion and uh, or and moving on to a being a two-truck team. Uh, do you are there any drivers that you're eyeballing or that you that you've taken notice of that you would be interested in having in a second truck whenever you all do decide to expand? Uh, I I do, but uh, that's not something we can. <laughs> All that's uh, very uh, still. A lot of it's still in the works. Uh, here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, an announcement on on some of that. Um, and and you know, as soon as it comes out and legally we can talk about it, uh, if you want me to jump back on here and discuss those, I'd be more than happy to. But right now, I've got plans. Nothing's solid. I've got a couple of things that. Like I said, are coming up. It's going to be very exciting, and and uh, as soon as I'm able to talk about that, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to getting that news out. All right, all right. Um, something something else about the team expansion that I was curious about. Uh, from what I understand, whenever your Roper Racing first came to be in the Truck Series, y'all had uh, gotten some of the uh, equipment from Brad Keselowski Racing after they had uh, shut their team down. Uh, how has the shop expansion been going since then? Uh, it's good. We've um, so we took about twenty five thousand square foot and, and made it into our race shop. Uh, we've got you know eighteen, nineteen trucks now. Um, we've added our chassis dyno, so that'll be up and running here in the near future. We've got you know two setup plates. We got or uh, uh, two chassis plates so we can build two chassis at the same time now we got two body plates we got a one for uh complete rebuilds and one for repair so 
Chops coming along real nice. It's it's a beautiful facility. We love to, to give tours in it because it is just a, a fantastic, nice place. And and um, you know it's it's coming along real good. And, and looking forward. We're we're going to try to expand it to about another ten thousand square feet here in the next uh, you know new year or so, and and try to separate some of the heavy fab areas away from uh, a little further away from our our paint booths and, and uh setup rooms and things like that so you know suspension rooms and everything that you're we're trying to segregate so because every time you come in these trucks get stripped completely down and ran back through sandblast and painting and you know suspension rebuilt i mean these aren't <laughs> there's uh there's a lot of work that goes into it and and with the small crew that we have the streamlining it like we have and and trying to to make that better is always going to make us, you know, uh, make us better. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming along nicely. It's beautiful. It's a it's a great place to to you know bring partners and tours and have business meetings and everybody likes to be around race cars. So uh, so it's worked out fantastic and it's helped my business on the industrial side and and you know that's my job as a as a team owner and as a driver is to, is to try to make the B two B work between between companies. That, if I can do that and we can race because of other relationships that we can bring through racing, then, then I've done my job. You know? Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so you guys are building a lot of your, uh, a, a lot of new, new, equipment, a lot of your own equipment. Uh, yeah. Is there, is there any, any uh, alliances with any uh, teams out there at the moment? Uh, no, not really. We're doing this all in house. I mean, we're in, we're in Texas, right? So it just, it didn't work for us. When I first started this 18, we first started racing. Um, you know, anytime you tear nose off of one or, um, I mean, you take one to Martinsville, you know what that thing looks like when you leave Martinsville, right? right. You got to take it 18, 19, 19, Carolina and get a body hung on it. And it just wasn't going to work for us. So, you know, me and my brothers and friends, we're, we're fabricators. That's what we do for a living. We, we, you know, build and maintenance power plants, air separation room plants, refineries, chemical plants. You know, that's what we do for a living. So we're craftsmen, and, and we knew we had to get our hands wrapped around this to control our own destiny on the racing side. So, um, I mean, right off the bat, we, we started figuring out how we're going to reclip these things and, and mount bodies on them and, um, and we've came a long way and we, that truck, I'll tell you a funny story. That truck in Vegas or uh, Vegas, the Daytona truck, the one we finished third with, um, that was one of our own clips, right? So we mounted the front clip and, and just like everybody else, we think we're smarter than, than <laughs> anybody else. Right. <laughs> so kind of redesigned it a little bit. We, we were, uh, messing with the heights and things like that. And, uh, we, Get it over. Get. The, I mean, this thing was absolutely beautiful, right? It went through uh, paint, rotisserie, chassis painted, new body mounted on it. Uh, that was painted. The whole thing was put together, engine in it, ready to go to the setup plate, pull down, load the hauler, and, and leave to Daytona. And we went through about three clips there that that we uh, replaced the front clip on a couple of them, moved the you know moved the rear clip, changed some of the the floor pans in it, you know, that NASCAR updated or, or deleted. And then they had some new bars that came in. So, you know, we were in heavy fab mode all, all winter, just, just updating some of the stuff, putting the new Newman bar in it and 
a lot of the things that required and things that made it faster and better. When we get it over there, completely finished race truck and get it over the setup plate and start, you know, checking our pickup points and, and doing everything you do in that process and uh, realize we didn't really like it. So um, within two days, me and Craig, my brother and, and brother and Chris and, you know, Chad and everybody that was here, we flew that thing. We've got overhead cranes in our, in our shop. So we threw a bar in that thing, pulled the motor out of it, flew it over to the chassis plate, cut that truck in half, relocated the clip where we wanted it uh, and knew it was going to be a little bit better. And it would have probably raced just fine, but we knew we could make it better. And instead of just saying that was good enough, we cut that truck in half two days before we left to Daytona and ran it all the way back through the process, paint, engine set up, loaded and go. And then at the same time, we, we took two other trucks and, and while it was going through paint and set up, you know, me and Craig was over there. We're clipping two other trucks that we knew it was about the same situation. So uh, to be able to do that, especially being three years old in, in this this series, and and then going and, and showing that they can run the way that that truck did in Daytona is uh, pretty fantastic, isn't it? Uh, that that was another thing that I was wanting to ask. Uh, most of these truck teams are centered in or around Charlotte or North Carolina or South Carolina. And you're over here in Texas and making making Roper Racing go. How how is that working for y'all so far? Uh, it's difficult, but we're going to make it happen, right? This is where we we have to be to make a living, and and as easy as it is to to um, not easy, but e- it is easier to race out of Charlotte with just the the supply of parts and and you know there's things on these trucks that that people in this area has never seen and used or or you know that doesn't go in this industry so it's very difficult but you know Shane Woodbeck's from there and, and I've got an engineer that that works with me out of out of uh North Carolina that makes lots of trips back and forth down here and um I have another guy that that does her bodies here he still lives in North Carolina so he's three weeks here and he'll go back home for a week and um, so those three guys go back and forth. So we, we try to bring all of our gears and transmissions and, and, um, and I've got a little shop set up up there that, you know, we're doing our own carbon fiber. We're doing our own, um, you know, these, ch- these clips, these front clips that we're building. I've got a, a jig that's just for the front clip. So, you know, even whenever we're going back there and if he has time, we'll build four or five clips while he's there that week and bring them down, put them in our stock. So we're making it work. This is where we are to make a living. This is where we got to be in, in our industrial business. And, and um, you know, Thorsport does it from from where they are as well. And there's challenges to it, but uh, but we're going to overcome them and, and make it work out of Texas here. There you go. All right. So one of the, I mean, I have to, I have to get reasons why I was set on getting you on this show. Uh, this is actually the first episode of our show. The, I've, I mean, I made this uh, podcast a while back, but this is actually our first episode of the new format of the show. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on this show for our first episode is because I'm a Vernon Lion. We're both Vernon, Texas natives. I mean, of course, whenever I first heard you were from Vernon, I couldn't believe that because I, mean, I know you know being from Vernon exactly a a big city and so uh so to come from vernon texas all the way to center stage at daytona uh in texas going from vernon texas on a 
Well, I, I was born and raised right there, right? My my dad owned a cotton gin out at Lockett, which is, what, seven miles south there of, of Vernon. And um, that's where I was born and raised. I still have a lot of close ties there, a lot of good friends I keep up with. Um, you know, Vernon Vernon's home to me. Um, and the whole time I was there, I raced Wichita Falls and out to Speedway. I grew up at the racetracks. I, I didn't, you know, dragging up and down Wilbarger there was not my not my cup of tea. I was either building race cars, working on race cars, or racing race cars. You know, so that's what I did on my Fridays and Saturday night. And and uh, to be honest with you, I was probably considered <laughs> weird, you know. But but the only reason <laughs> the only reason I ever wanted to make a living or make a good living was was to. Uh, to build race cars so it's always been my passion it's always been what what drove me to um you know learn how to build engines learn how to fabricate how to uh, set up the engineering side absolutely phenomenal and hardest thing that you could ever do to make one go you know go around so building race cars and working in, in Vernon in my shop and um, the transmission shops and the engine shops and the things that I did in Vernon um, taught me how to make a good living and to, and, and I've kind of taken that and, and used what I learned building cars at a young age and, and turned to a way to make a good living in the industrial business. You know, I mean, we're a welding specialty company and, you know, I mean, I, me and my brothers and everybody who, who works in the industrial business here with our business fabricated since they were a young age and you know civil side and everything that we do on the industrial side we we learned from from our racing background so uh that's how we got from vernon to you know and i worked for a large construction company that finally transferred me out of vernon and, and sent me to houston to, uh to um you know the industrial park that we have down here it's just a massive industrial area so uh that's how i got down here and then you know by the time i i mean i was in my you know 40s before i ever stepped foot on a on a nascar pit road and and i was able to do that by being successful in business and i i, I was racing a, a late model race down there in austin and I ended up winning the race, but the kid who finished second is a good friend of mine. Uh, well, he wasn't at the time. I didn't know him that well, but I respected him. He was just really fast. He was about he was 20 years old, and, um, you know, our cars were in tech. I finished first. He finished second. I was congratulating his dad because I heard he had a, a ride to go to to uh, the NASCAR truck series, you know, circuit, and he was going to run the last three races of 2017, either 16 or 17. And I, I looked over his dad and said, congratulations. And he looked back at me and said, well, it really didn't, it's not going to happen. The funds fell through. And I was 21 time and I've worked my whole life to try to just be able to race good equipment. And, and he said he was, you know, funds fell through. So I asked him how much it was right there at the, in, in tech at, at Kyle, uh, at, a, at a racetrack. And he told me what it was. And I just kind of looked back over at him and I was like, you know what? I'll take care of it. So asked him if the ride was still available. It was. And so I, I helped him along with a couple other sponsors out of Austin, um, helped him go to Martinsville. Then we went to, uh, uh, back then Homestead was the final race. Uh, uh, Phoenix. And then to, to, uh, 
homestead for the last three races of the season. So, and now that kid's got a full time ride in the in the Xfinity series. So, I mean, he's doing well, and and you know, I, I take pride in the knowing that I helped that young guy live his dreams, and and he's living them now. So, um, he's had a hard road. He's worked hard for it. His name's Bailey Curry. He's worked really hard for it, and he's doing well. So when I went, when I took him to, when I helped him go to Martinsville, I, I I was just walking up and down pit road and ran into Brad Keselowski's manager and and I uh, got to visit him and and one thing led to another and I was going to buy one truck and go play when I could and ended up being three and then the next thing you know ended up buying uh, most of everything Brad had so um, that's how we got here and that's how we got from Vernon to where we are now. I honestly did not know that you were, you were helpful in Bailey Curry's career. I, I kind of came across him at a uh, Texas motor speedway back in 2018. And I was pretty impressed with the kid. Uh, yeah. I, I, he knows he's right. He works hard on him. I mean, he's probably one of the hardest working drivers I've ever, ever seen. I mean, he, he, he's just fantastic. And he loves this. He loves his sport. And, uh, you know, it's what he lives and dreams and eats, and um, he'll be he'll be successful in this in this sport. It it, it was kind of a sentimental thing you, hearing you talk about Alta Speedway, seeing how they're not in business anymore. That uh, that was kind of a heartbreaker. Whenever I first moved to this area, that was one of the first places that I had to visit, and uh, that was such a that was a fun little bullring. You were breaking up. You're talking about uh, Kyle. Uh, oh, I, I was talking about Alta Speedway. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that racetrack. That was that and Sooner. Those two racetracks right there were just uh, just fantastic. And and uh, you know, I wish they were st- still going. I was I would take cars up there and race those tracks. They were still still available. They were just uh, fantastic places where I grew up. Where my dad raced. Where my older brothers raced. Uh, spent a lot of time at that racetrack, so um, a lot of good memories there. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. I uh, tried visiting uh, Alta Speedway about a year or two ago, and I was actually uh, pretty shocked to see it all locked up. That's kind of a that's kind of a bit of a heartbreaker there, but that's a story with some of those old tracks nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, speaking of Texas, uh, I mean, earlier we were talking about your your performance on the mile and a half speedways. Uh, I was looking at racingreference.com, uh, looking at your profile on there, and you always seem to put up some really good numbers at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, you scored your first top 10 there back in uh, June 2019, but even before that, you'd also scored a, a couple other career bests as well. Um, what is it about that track in Fort Worth where that just brings out the, uh, brings out the, str- some, the strong runs? It's. I wish I could take credit for it. That's uh, Shane Widback, who's my crew chief. Just he's fantastic with these things. Knows how to how to keep these trucks comfortable underneath me. And and I mean this going to Vegas. We have got some wild, wild trick stuff that we're trying. That um, you know we're we're really gambling here to to uh, to go and try. But with no practice, it's it's very risky. And and with the splitters and and you know we've got our own pull down machine, so we're able to kind of get close. But it's still a very very good guess. But Shane's just great with them, and and he he's great getting me around the track. And and uh, you know he would worked with Brad for ten years, so ten or eleven years. So uh, he knows these things. He knows how to build them. He knows to put them on how to how to make them go fast and how to get them under rookie drivers that that can uh, handle them and still create speed out of them. So 
Um, I'm going to give him and my, and my brothers for building good trucks, all the credit on that. And my friends for doing it. Cause I, I get to do the fun part, sit in there and drive it. And, and, um, you know, that Texas is just one of those places that it's extremely difficult to get around. Uh, turn one is extremely difficult to get into. And, and I know we've had some good finishes there, but that's probably one of the tracks that I struggle the most, uh, just because turn one is so tricky to get into and, and, um, you know, we're, we, I practice a lot on it. I study a lot on it. I, I watch a lot of laps around it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those places that you want to do good. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. It's our hometown and, and we've had some bad luck there. I mean, I, I, I hit the wall in three and four there one time and was doing very, you know, he's running very well and very fast and just got kind of tangled up and, and you know, somebody else's mess, but, but, you know, it's home track. I, I'm glad that we do have good runs there. And, uh, I hope that continues because it's, it is one of my favorite places to go just because all my friends and family and sponsors and everybody else support that place. Um, you know, so I wish I'm kind of upset they took, you know, we're only going to run there one time this year in June. And, and uh, I hate that because, because I really like going there. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful facility for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Oh, I was actually going to ask. Uh, with uh, okay, so with another, there's another uh, owner driver in the truck series, Jordan Anderson. He's, uh, I mean, obviously he's kind of he, he's like you. He's built up his team from scratch, and now um, this year he was going to try to run the full Xfinity Series season. Unfortunately, that kind of got axed due to uh, the rain out and qualifying at Daytona. Uh, do you see yourself possibly going that same route in the near future, branching from truck series to Xfinity competition? Yeah, we, yeah, we probably will. I mean, that's, that's, I'm always going to, to support the truck series. I, I love that series. Favorite always have, um, but you know, I'm also a, a racer and, and I had a small chance to run the Daytona 500 this year and, and almost took it, but I didn't want to take away from any success that we're trying to to put into the truck series. So I, I didn't do it, but, um, you know, I'll, I have that goal too. I, I want to run the Daytona 500 one day and, and maybe a couple of cup races and maybe some Xfinity races. And, and if everything goes well and, and the partnerships come on that, that we have in place and we can build a, an Xfinity car full time. I mean, that's that's always the goal, right? Is to to build your organization. So, I'm focused on the trucks right now, and and my focus is going to be there for for a pretty good while. But um, any opportunities that come up, I'm sure going to look at them and and see what we can do. All right. So now you've got me kind of curious here. You said you had a chance to run this year's Daytona 500. Uh, is there any chance you could talk about that? Well, it was just one of those opportunities. A, a seat came up, and and I was contacted by by the owner, and and um, you know it it would have been fantastic. It would have been a, a hell of an experience, but it just wasn't time. We, you know, we, again, you know, there's <laughs> there's always a. a you know, there's consequences for your actions, right? So if I would have done that and stepped into it, it would have it would have uh, put some hardship on the truck series side that that I just didn't want to want to put on the on the truck team at the time. So uh, so I decided not to not to do it. But I kicked it around two weeks pretty hard there, and 
you know, even even getting closer to Daytona about two weeks out, I I kind of started uh, talking about it again and, and visiting with him on on how he's going to make this work, and then uh, you know, kind of kind of put it back to the back burner again. And it's a good thing that I did. I I needed to focus on the trucks, and and that's what I did. So it's a business decision, and and you know, that's the difference when you're a, when you own a a team and you're also the driver. The when you're the driver, you don't quite necessarily make the best business decisions. So uh, I fight that battle very, you know, pretty often, but uh, I try to stay focused and, and try to stay uh, pointed in the right direction and, and try to use my head more than I do my, my, uh, my pride or my wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up here before too long, uh, you're currently this year. You've got sponsorship from Alliance. You got sponsorship from CarQuest. They're going to be helping you for the entire 2021 season. Uh, are there any other sponsorship deals that are currently in the mix right now? Yes, there is, and and I hate to cut this short because I've got one uh, another obligation that I've got to go to on some sponsors, uh, oh. right? But um, yeah, they are. But we, you know, with this with this type of of platform that we're on it's it's all date driven and and uh i wish i could talk more about them but we've got a lot of good things in the irons in the fire and a lot of good things that are that are coming up and going to be happening so pretty excited about it we'll have an announcement uh either tomorrow or later on this afternoon about um some more sponsorships that's coming on for for vegas we're excited about and we had some issues with the wrapping, so uh, we were supposed to be loading that truck up and headed to Daytona this morning or to Vegas this morning. But uh, had a little shipping issues with with some of our our wraps, and and we're here right now trying to get this truck finished up and wrapped. And we got some photo shoots to to do before we can leave, and then then we've got a twenty seven hour haul to Vegas. So uh, a lot of a lot of things going on this morning, but. Uh, stay tuned because we've got some exciting stuff coming out here in the next next few months. That's great to hear, man. Well, in that case, I'll go ahead and let you go so you can get on with that then. But uh, all right, my friend, call and call anytime, and uh, good luck with your podcast. All right, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. You take care. All right, Joseph. Thanks, bud. <laughs> All right, so we just want to give a big thank you to Corey Roper and everybody at Roper Racing for making this happen. Uh, this weekend, uh, the top NASCAR touring series will be at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And I got some fun facts for you, courtesy of our friend NASCAR Man over at Racing Reference. You can find him on Twitter at NASCAR Man underscore RR, you know, for Racing Reference. Uh, he sent me a couple, uh, couple of uh, fun facts for this weekend's race, starting with... Uh, the number zero four, which of course Corey Roper will be racing. Uh, while Corey Roper drives the zero four in the truck series, the number was run extensively by NASCAR Hall of Fame nominee Herschel McGriff in his driving career. Herschel's career spanned 68 years from 1950 to 2018. During that time, he won 31 West Series races in the 04 car and drove the number when he made history in May of 2018 whenever he started a race at the age of 90, becoming NASCAR's oldest driver. For Corey Roper to tie that mark, he would have to race all the way to the year 2067. Also, another fun fact, NASCAR began racing at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in 1997, but it wasn't their first trip to the city. 
1955, a cup race was held at Las Vegas Park, a one-mile dirt track built for horse racing. The track was built by Joseph Smoot, a con man who was indicted for embezzling investors' money and bribing politicians while construction was ongoing. NASCAR's only race at the controversial track was in October of 1955, won by Norm Nelson. The track was torn down shortly after the race and is now the site of the Westgate Las Vegas. All right, that does it for today's show, guys. Feel free to like, comment, share, rate us. You know, we're hoping to make this an ongoing thing, and that depends on uh, how I'm doing. And, of course, that's ultimately up to you guys. So, once again, feel free to subscribe, like, comment, share, any of that above. And with that, y'all have a good one. Thank you.